The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And welcome back to the First Cut Podcast here on CBS Sports. It was in the shadow of Lady Liberty. Uh, Patrick Reed, Captain America, got to celebrate his first win of this season. All the way now in the playoffs, uh, Kyle, we got to get into Patrick Reed's win. We've got to get into a pretty like strong leaderboard at the top. Jordan Spieth uh, living up to some of his weekend warrior reputation that we've pointed at so many times before. A lot to get into from this weekend, but uh, as as we sit here on Sunday evening, you know, is do you think it was the Tiger Woods President's Cup dinner that really put the the spark under Patrick Reed? Do you, do you have to? Do we have to start drawing the fact that the President's Cup was at Liberty National? I mean, Patrick Reed winning this thing as we sit here now doesn't even feel like that much of a shock for a lot of reasons, including, including, as we've said on this podcast, him actually playing some better golf here in the last month, month and a half. Yeah, he has been playing better golf. He did mention the whole like Statue of Liberty, Captain America, president, 2017 President's Cup thing after he won. And it's like, okay, like, is that? No, is you got to lean into it. Don't play, don't play too cool here. Don't play too cool. Lean into it because in December, when this is going down in Melbourne, you're gonna love it. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I, I think I think what's also interesting, like I think he, so he said this to Amanda Balianis. He was like, "It's been way too long since I won," and it's like, well, I mean, it's been 15 months. Uh, is that like I? And and my point being, like, I think he and this has always been true, but like he continues to consider himself like the upper crust, right? Like he, he, like he, he thinks that he should and and will win like multiple times a year. And, uh, he's just, I mean, he comes in 47 strokes, he ain't T to green. So that's fine, but you're not going to, it's not like multiple wins a year. Now he finished fourth this week. And this is my point. I, I wrote about this. Like, if he if he's hitting it like he did this week, he's just hard to beat because he's so tough and like he won't make he he won't do like dumb stuff and make a bunch of mistakes. He did early on Sunday, but he he kind of righted things and and rode it home. Um, did you see his shot? Did you see his tee shot on eighteen? Um, the tee shot on eighteen, I missed. I was with him. I was with him like from 12, 13, 12 through sixteen. I missed, uh, and then I tuned back in when he was already on the green on 18. So he's just cutting like the helicopter tee shot on 18, and he's he was almost running after it. And uh, it, it uh, CBS had the uh, the show, what's it called? Pro, not Pro Tracer. Um, the Konica Swing Vision. 
now the 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 pro tracer thing but like what's the new name for it it's embarrassing <laughs> shot tracer what, yes. whatever it's called shot tracker shot tracer shot yeah it's, that might not be it anyway there was a con- he, uh, there was a conference call that you and i were probably both on where they introduced this technology and we can't come up with it right now yeah I, hold on i'll i'll, I'll go i yeah it's it's top tracer top tracer there we go <laughs> god I covered golf for a living. Uh, the 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 top tracer had not like it was barely out of its apex, and he was like six, six steps off the tee box. Like he was like he was running after it, and you know, in that moment, he's just like, "I'm the best freaking player in the world," which I love. Like that. I mean, a lot of guys think that he like really thinks it, and it's kind of great. So, yeah, it was fun. So here, here is my like big point with Patrick Reed is that we've seen it because uh, he he fall you know basically during this drought it has been kind of like a slide uh, all the way back he hasn't had the kind of finishes that he he likes but in the last six weeks we're talking a T five at Rocket Mortgage uh, tenth yep. at the Open T twelve at Memphis for the WGC. And then the win here, I mean, it's been like very much a late season push where I felt like we've kind of had him circled and been like, oh, Patrick Reed's kind of getting it together. Patrick Reed's kind of getting his game going. And what he said after the round to Amanda Balionis was that he felt like the game has been there the entire time. The finishes haven't been there. Now, as you mentioned before, he's somebody with uh, extreme and the utmost confidence in himself. So... Uh, I ask you, Kyle, a much more non-biased observer, do you think the game has always been there or what has turned for him such that somebody who was, you know, statistically ranking somewhere between, you know, 25 and 50, not not being able to find those results? Like, do you think that things have tightened up or things have fallen into form such that he's found something late in the season? No, the the game hasn't been there, and you know, I, I think one of the one of the cool things about golf is like you can say whatever you want, but there's not a ton of places to hide because of the way the statistics are sort of structured. Like you can you can like hide more, um, or you you can justify more in like baseball or football or basketball just because of the stats. You can, you can, you can, baseball, maybe not, but basketball and football, it's like, oh, well, you know, I wasn't getting enough passes from the quarterback, right? I didn't have, I only got corner touches in basketball instead of like where I like it. There's just more justification there. But with golf and with baseball, especially with golf, it's like, well, okay, what was your, like, how close were you hitting it to the hole? Like this, you know, like how, how, what was your strokes gained approach? And Sean Martin had a really good thing of, uh, he kind of did his rolling strokes gained uh, on approach shots. And since the masters, it looked like a, it looked like a V. So it just gone straight down since the masters and then straight back up to, to this week. And so there was a very clear, it wasn't like up and down, it was down and then up. And the up has been on the way up for a few months now. So, I mean, I think that, if people saw that tweet, uh, that's, you know, clearly Patrick didn't see it, but that's kind of all you need to know. So what about, um, all right, let's, let's, let's go into the back nine because he did let it get a little bit loose early. All of a sudden yeah. we had about a four, four way tie at one point, maybe even five yeah. way. John Rahm had a p- piece of it. Abraham answer had a piece of it. Um, Sneds. 
Sneds had a shot at it, man. And then he put the uh, he put the ball in the water on what six? Is that the par five? Uh, six is the par five. Yeah. Yeah. He puts the ball in the water on the par five. Starts to let it slide a little bit. Uh, where where were you? Some of your notes, not just about Reed, but kind of about the way the leaderboard was all jumbled up. Well, I, I loved Reed on uh, on fourteen, the long par three, because and and this is what happens when courses start to to get fast and firm and bake out a little bit is you see guys who are um, just not, they're not hitting it great and they're sort of saving stuff around the greens and with their putter, they start to like fade away. And I thought he really shined over the last 12 holes when that started to be the case. And on 14, that's a tuck. It's like a back right pin kind of tucked. And he hits a ball off the back slope and like feeds it back down to this like really tucked pin and makes an eight footer. And you're just like, man, that is, that's like being in control of your ball. And in, just like in a way that he hasn't been over the last year or so. Um, so to me, that was, I, I don't know if that was the turning point, but that was one of the more impressive things that I saw from him uh, like down, down the stretch. Mm. Mm. I feel like with Patrick Reed right now, there is like a little bit of him like being able to motivate himself as everybody else is just kind of enjoying themselves. Right. Cause we talked well, to Mark Immelman yeah. about the whole like festive atmosphere around the, the Northern trust. And it, like, doesn't that almost make sense from a personality perspective that when everyone else is kind of enjoying themselves here in this moment, that Patrick Reed w- would be the one that, is going to take it take it almost maybe not too seriously, but definitely more seriously than some of the other big dogs. Yeah, totally. And I always go back to this hilarious. I think it was a it was a tweet from Tron like four four years ago, and it was I've said this a hundred times before, but it was uh, he was talking about Rory and Reed. It might have been during the sixteen Ryder Cup. I think about the sixteen Ryder Cup all the time. Um, <laughs> yes, callback. <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, Rory cares half as much and he's twice as good. And I, I just always thought that was like the best way to sort of describe, uh, the difference between Reed and, and Rory. But like in this type of situation, there's a reason that, that Reed has won this tournament before you get to the playoffs and it's like, okay, we're all going to make a ton of money. Do we care? Yeah, but not really i mean kind of and reads like cares like he like really <laughs> cares and so and so whenever his game's good it makes sense that he that he plays well at these tournaments right yes. because he's like he's like all in in a way that other guys just they're just not i mean i i, I hate to say that but that's just kind of the reality of the situation what what did you uh all right before we get into bryson um, <laughs> because there's a lot to get into there. Can we go specifically on Jordan? What's the, yeah, what I, was the I, final I, yeah, grade I there? To. Uh, it, I think I gave him an A, but like, oh, that is on a curve. That was that that that, that finished, is on a like T six. Yeah, I know, I know what he finished, but that is like uh. That that giving Jordan Spieth an A is giving um is giving the encouragement that you need to somebody who's like on their way back from an injury that they're starting to get their game back. 
and he's not coming back. That's what it. That's what it feels like. But he's not coming back from a physical injury. He's coming back from like a spiritual injury or something. Here's the deal. So he he goes 67, 64, 74, 67. Yeah. And I mean, we've kind of joked about this, but like he is wasting. He's wasting some all time putting performances on like just like he like he should be winning tournaments when he's putting like he is. He gained 8.3 strokes with his putter this week. The only thing that was a duck of what we've gotten used to from Jordan Spieth is the fact that he shot a 67 on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because his his Saturday-Sunday scoring average has been just an abomination. But uh, so I I went back and looked. He has has gained, on average – 1.5 1.5 strokes per round in a tournament six times this year with his putter. The 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 tour leader, uh, I can't remember who it, it might be Troy Merritt, is at not even at one. And Spieth has six different occasions where he's done 1.5 per round with his putter. He's he's missed two of those cuts, and he doesn't have a win. And you're just like the, these are he, he's gonna whenever the stats drop tomorrow he's gonna be like second in putting on the PGA tour for the year. And he, and he hasn't won. That is for somebody of his caliber and his pedig. I mean, it, it's just, it's unacceptable. I mean, it's just bad. Like, and, and, but it, but it tells the story, right? It's emblematic of, of kind of the way his season has gone. And, uh, I just, I mean, for our sake, I wish, I wish he was hitting it at all this year. And he's, he was better in this tournament uh, especially the first two days, but then he kind of he kind of fell off a cliff on the weekend again. Yeah, and, and it it was right there, true to form. Um, uh, a guy named Adam Gold, who I I do some work with, and you you've uh been kind enough to jump on his radio show from time to time. I p- play golf with him too. Like that that was all that we were talking about. Our whole conversation was like, oh yeah, cool. Oh, he, Jordan shot what? All right, cool. Talk to me on Saturday. Oh oh, Jordan shot what? On the, in the second round, oh, all right, that was good that he got out there in the morning, Friday afternoon. No one seems to be going low, but let's let's we'll wait till Saturday because it's what top ten in both Thursday and Friday scoring average outside the one fifty in both Saturday and Sunday scoring average. It is it is the strangest twist for the early career of someone who I consider to be a Hall of Fame player to have this be like. It's not even a final round or a final pairing kind of criticism. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's it's just the weekend. You you throw them into the weekend and things just fall apart. It is fascinating and so sad at the same time if you're rooting for Jordan Speed's success. Well, it, yeah, it it's it's weird too because it has to be mental, right? It ha- like it can't not be mental. He he uh so Thursday he's 17th in uh, strokes gained tee to green. Friday he's 17th strokes gained tee to green. So you're like, okay, you know, is this is this coming together? Saturday 71st <laughs> shoots a 74. Sunday 66, and somehow shoots a 67. He finished 66 strokes gained tee to green and somehow shot a 60. He had eight greens on on uh, on Sunday and shot a 67. He made seven birdies, hit eight greens. 
probably because he gained five point two strokes with his putter. Right. I mean, but, like, like the bo- the boy's not right. Like he doesn't fall into a good statistical category. No, no. He it, it's uh, yeah. It's it's been a weird year. And again, like if you're putting, like, can you imagine if like uh, Rory or Brooks was putting like this? I mean, those guys have been putting really well. I think Rory's like 35th or 45th or something in strokes gained putting. Can you imagine if he was fourth? If DJ was, well, DJ's a bad example because he's been putting it great. If, uh, I don't know, who, who's who's another guy that, uh, just, if, if JT was fourth? I mean, they, these guys would have like six wins. And Spieth is just, I don't know. It, if, it, 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 feel, it feels like a waste of a great putting season is kind of where I'm at. If Brooks has Jordan's putting season, he's won all four majors. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. If if Brooks has Jordan Spieth's putter, he wins the Masters. He wins, obviously, the PGA. He wins the U.S. Open. He wins the Open. Just the slam. That's it. Brooks is, uh, Brooks is 59th in putting this year. Yeah. 13th, uh, no, uh, ninth tee to green and his, and, and Brooks's efforts that have, uh, come close, but fallen short or just like not been there have almost always come down to like, do you feel like Brooks made a putt? I feel like I didn't see Brooks make a putt, you know, like there hasn't been at any point this season that Brooks Kepka, the player who I do think is going to win the FedEx cup, the player who I do think is going to be the player of the year. Like, there hasn't been there has very rarely been a time where I felt like he was just rolling them in from all over the place and yet we're still talking about the most dominant golfer in the game right now didn't he make a bunch like on the back nine at Bethpage on Sunday you you would remember that better than I would I was tossing yeah, he, he made that one on uh was it 10 for birdie and you're like well this is this is a wrap and then he had a couple of bad holes in a row and it got tight with DJ. And then I feel like he, he made some on like, I don't know, the one on 18 was short. I'm trying to remember, maybe 15, 16. But that was, his, but that was his win. I was the, the context was when he hasn't won, I felt like he has not made anything. Yeah. And especially at the last uh, two majors, right? Right. US Open and, and, uh, and Open, Open Championship, you're like, did you make anything? Like, like you, you did, espe- you, you played really though. well. Yeah, you played really well. You're right there, and I can go back and I can think about five or six birdie opportunities that you just didn't didn't make. So Kepka strokes game putting. Um, Masters doesn't have stats. Uh, PGA he gained point two eight strokes per round, so that's okay. U.S. Open gained point one two. Um, St. Jude, he gained 2.3 per round, which is why he beat Rory by whatever, five in the final round. So, um, but yeah, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of negative strokes gain tournaments, Mexico, uh, Arnold Palmer, uh, Canadian open travelers, Northern trust, which was obviously this week. So yeah, all, all that to say, like if, if, well, here's two scenarios. If Kepka was putting out like Spieth, or if Webb had kept his driver, uh, we would have had a, a grant. Uh, somebody would have won the Grand Slam this year. 
Webb Web would have won the slam if he if he drove it like Kepka. He would have had Augusta and He finished T five at Augusta. PGA and the Open. Yeah, I don't know what he did. I I have no idea what he did at the other majors. <laughs> <laughs> uh coming up on the other side, we've been dangling it out there. We gotta we gotta give it to the people. It's the slow play conversation. Next. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four our listeners. Uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. I wish I was there, Kyle. When Bryson DeChambeau goes up to Brooks Kepka's caddy and intimates that if Brooks Kepka has anything to say, come say it to Bryson's face. Kyle, I I needed I we need I needed to be there. I don't I don't understand if you are Bryson. And like the, all, all this stuff is going on and you're like in, at the center of it and your, your, your move is to like make a run at Kepka. Like, I think you're kind of overvaluing like how much leverage you have at that point. Right. Like, well, I mean, 
I get like Kepka is. Yeah, but are you like, surprised? I, like, it shouldn't Bryson? No, D- yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, of course, Bryson DeChambeau has miscalculated his value <laughs> in this debate. But, but, like, yeah, I just like I, I don't know that he like, ran, he ran, I, he ran the numbers in metric or with the Canadian dollar, and it's and everything's gone off off kilter. And I kind of get why you do it, right? Because like Kepka's kind of a power broker at least right now right you're, you're like if i can get kepka then so all of a sudden i've got a lot of like political capital got a lot of power but but like i don't know if that's the way you you like go and do it like hey ricky where's brooks at i want to talk to him okay do you because i don't i don't know that you do uh yeah, I, I don't know. That was crazy. The whole thing was crazy. And the, and the whole thing, you know, we're talking about this off the air, but like it it was fascinating because it blew up at this event in a way that it wouldn't have at a major, um, at, at, maybe at a regular event, but it just feels like this is, everybody, it's the end of the year. Everybody's like tired and like kind of pissed and just like whatever. And so it's it's almost like this perfect, uh, situation for all of this to, to blow up and you know, the perfect scenario too, like this clip of Bryson taking 140 seconds to read an eight foot putt and then missing it, which was great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, with, with Justin Thomas in the background of the entire thing, doing the fake look at your watch and also the head in his hands as he's the like, head in his hand. He was not pleased. He, and you know, I got to give him credit. He handled it well afterwards. There, there was a quote on PGA tour.com where he said, look, I, I like Bryson, but man, he is really slow. And I think that's the way to go about it. Like you don't need to like take shots at guys or whatever. Like that's just the reality. And, uh, I totally get that from from JT's perspective. But so Brooks is coming in hot off this after the JB Holmes situation. Well, and Brooks, remember this, Brooks called out uh, Bryson. I don't know if he said his name, but it was very obvious at the beginning of the year after uh, what did they both play Abu Dhabi? Maybe. I think it was Abu Dhabi or uh, maybe Dubai. I, I can't remember, but they were both in the same tournament. And Brooks was like, it was kind of that Brooks like, mini tour before the season where he like just started popping off on everything and you're like this is sick like this this, <laughs> this is, awesome. is awesome and uh by the way you know there's fun. you know that there's no going back right we've reached that understanding like brooks is out the gate unleashed we're we're not gonna see him shut up again right well yeah and and great great because like, yes yeah yeah for sure i'm i'm with you there but like, like I, and I this think, is I, it. Like the old, the old robot Brooks. Like, if you want to call him robot, then I think you are outdated. You're on the old season. You haven't caught up. You need to binge because where we're at now, he is not a robot. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of um, he he's he's able to overplay his hand a little bit because he's won four majors in three years or two years. And so like, let's say he go like if he goes like on a Rory run where he doesn't win one for five years, maybe you have to pull it back a little bit. But right now that whatever doesn't matter. He's got all the, all the freedom. But 
with the slow i mean there's which way do you which direction do you want to go with the slow play thing because like there's so many different what did you first of all did you read any of bryson's transcript on on uh saturday night into uh was that a saturday night transcript that were yeah. like he basically took the conversation there right like interrupts uh, th- there was interrupts the yeah. question and and then says no i want to jump out of this and address it 20 24 questions and all 24 were about slow play. Oh my gosh. And his, he sounded like here's, here's, here's my deal. And, and people on, on Twitter were kind of saying this to me and I, I'm, I'm sort of stealing the take, but like, I also believe it. Um, like there's like nothing that he said had had a had an ounce of humility about it at all there was no ownership there was no humility there was there was none of that and like look i i understand what you're saying i understand where you're coming from his his entire point is like look at the entire round how long did it take us to play not just single shots great i get it you're running to your next shot or whatever like i think that i think there's a conversation to be had there and there's a point to be made there but can I get like just a little bit of humility about the whole deal? Like he's like popping off about, about, uh, Steve William, like caddies slowing people down. And then he's going off about how like he averages 30 seconds. No, you don't bro. Mm-hmm. Like we're, you, that's not a, that like maybe in like the space time continuum that you live in, but like in reality, in like our world, that's not true. He tried and, to claim that, Playing at his home course, he does it in two and a half hours. Great. That's like not, you're probably like playing with a cart and not putting everything out. Like there's all these red herrings. If you read through the transcript, it's a fascinating transcript. People, it's on like whatever the site is, ASAP sports or whatever. And it's available to whoever wants to read it. But he, he just is, he's kind of all over the place. And you're like, what, what's your actual point here? And uh, I think I think the PGA Tour actually made his point for him when they said they come out with this deal on Sunday and they said, look, like we only penalize guys for taking over 40 seconds if they're out of position, if their group is out of position from where they're supposed to be on the course. So if they've fallen behind a hole or two holes or, or whatever. And so that kind of gives you a, 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 a peek into the into the whole problem is that like if you're not out of position then you can take as long as you want over a shot. So Bryson's kind of right in that like he can run, sprint up to his next shot, take five minutes to figure it out, and the PGA Tour doesn't care. And the PGA Tour is kind of like, they're kind of saying like, okay, maybe we should care. Now, do I think they're going to do anything? No, not really. But I, I do think that whole aspect of it is pretty fascinating. Do you think that Bryson DeChambeau is one of the best golfers to have these kind of complaints levied against them where like we have had, uh, whether it was like Kevin Na with his issues, JB Holmes, as I mentioned before, there have been other golfers where pace of play has been an issue, but I would argue that these other golfers aren't like top 10 in the world rankings, top 10 in the president's cup rankings. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, Jason day. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. He's, he's another part of that group for sure. Yeah, he's up there. I mean, Bryson doesn't have a top ten at a major. Don't forget that one. Um, yeah, I, 
It, it's it's an interesting point. And, you know, I, I kind of fall back on Andy Johnson made this point or he's made it several times. We've talked about it in person a lot of like playing like decision making is a skill and it doesn't feel like it in golf because everything moves so slowly. But when you uh, when you allow guys to take as much time as they want it mitigates this skill that guys like Rory and Brooks and um, I don't know who's another uh, Fowler plays pretty fast. The skill that these guys have of like making complex decisions in a short amount of time. Like if, cause it's, it's the same thing. I mean, it's the same concept for a quarterback, right? Like what is one of the best skills as a quarterback being able to make a decision like as fast as you can. Sure. And, it's more elongated. It's more drawn out in golf, but it's the same. It's the same concept. And when you when you allow guys to take as much time as they want, then it just it it takes away from some of the best players. And that's why you see guys like Rory and Brooks f- frustrated about it and uh, asking for for change to happen. That's my question for you. Do you think anything comes of this, or does it just? Is it all just this big charade in the playoffs, and then we don't hear about it again? Big charade in the playoffs. We don't hear about it again. That's kind of what I feel like. Yeah. My parents were uh, were just asking me at dinner earlier about whatever the, like, the latest brouhaha of the moment was. I said, all the people that are really orchestrating all the media storylines are actually on vacation right now. So uh, don't pay attention to, to any of the media storylines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... I mean, it, it, it is... There, there was an absence of... There was an absence of drama. There was an absence of interest. Like things, things were struggling in terms of like, like really getting fired up about the conclusion of the Northern Trust, and that just kind of fell into golf's lap, and that was the story. Yeah, and the the one thing that's interesting that's a that's not a very PGA Tour move to drop that during like during uh, a round during a tournament during a Sunday afternoon. That was pretty crazy. I mean, as crazy as it gets in golf, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think much is gonna is gonna happen. Um, That's the other thing is I don't. I don't think that PJ Tour has any loss by not doing anything. Like I, I don't. I don't think that there's any. Like no one's actually clamoring for any changes to be made, and the discussion and the debate and the the character building and you know, all those other things like the, that was the great point that our, you know, we've talked about before about whether it's the, uh, any of these other events along the way, like they are entertainment events. If people want to see birdies, then like there's a reason for the event organizers to want to try and like feed the crowd something. And if there is an absence of uh, good, interesting topics to discuss, Pace of play is one that I think is like very relatable in that it's not just the professionals, but it's something that all of your golf fans and many, or if not most of golf fans are also, uh, you know, human beings who like to go out there and try and play around a golf and probably have those same either pace of play frustrations or takes or feelings. So I, I, I see no loss for golf in general for this to be a controversial and hot topic. Did you see what Rory said about it? 
Uh, I mean, I know that Rory plays as fast as anybody else. What did he say? <laughs> he said, uh, we're not, <laughs> he said something like, you have to start just handing out penalties. He said, we're not children. We don't need to be told three or four or five times to hurry up. I would maybe disagree with the first part of that. About penalties? So <laughs> no, about about the children. Are you all you're all children, for sure. Rory's not, but right. there are there are some out there. Right. Um I the other part of this, Chip, that's interesting is this is a very, I think, unique problem for the PGA tour in 2019 in a way that it wasn't in nineteen ninety-nine or 1979. Now, has slow play always been around? Yes. Tiger talked about that earlier in the week. It's always been an issue. But the problem now is that because so much of your content is broadcast, you don't, like, it. this stuff can't be covered up by the broadcast. Because normally, like on a, on a CBS broadcast or an NBC broadcast, like, or a Fox, whoever, it doesn't matter, they would just not show the two minute lead up to Bryson putting. They would just show him putting. And so, yeah, you might have 200 fans out there that are like, Oh my gosh, this is the worst. But the PGA tour doesn't care about the 200 fans that are watching. They care about the millions or whatever the number is that are watching on TV. Right. That's, that's the, that's the primary revenue stream that, that they're looking at. I'm very glad you brought this up because the damning clips came from PGA tour live. The, yeah, and the, that's the point. Is yeah, that, like, the all-access coverage that they're offering yes. and that they're trying to get you to pay $39.99 a month or like whatever it is right now. Like that, what whatever's auto-billing on my credit card right now, they're trying to but, sell those and what you're getting is him pacing off 70 yards by foot. But but here's what's even more interesting is the only people who are, who are paying for PGA True Live are the lunatics that actually like me that actually do care about this stuff. And so you're in this weird scenario in which like you're, you're sort of by providing more content, you're almost like alienating your most rabid fans because of the way that content is presented. It's a presentation issue as as much as anything. And so I don't know, like, do you and like I don't know that I mean the players are mad sure like I I think that some of that blows over the fan stuff but I I don't I don't again think anything's going to come of it but I think even as they start thinking about like these the future of like uh, golf broadcasting and, and like distribution and all these different things like this is one of the primary things that you're going to have to be thinking about. Mm. I don't think anything does that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. But I, I, I've always, as a matter of a consumer, both for work purposes, but even times where I'm not called into action, but you know, just, just want to watch so that I can, uh, like not called into action on the writing side, but want to watch to prepare to, you know, be, you know, some be, to, to be able to be a, a functional, conversationalist here on the first cup podcast with Kyle Porter. Like I like getting everything. I, I like the, the fact that, um, I'm, I'm catching the, the experience of somebody who maybe isn't inside the ropes, but certainly is outside the ropes and being able to get that follow a group, the featured group, uh, coverage, 
the the experience of that viewing experience that they offer, I think is awesome. And I hope that they don't take it away to protect the players from criticism of slow play because uh, Bryson DeChambeau for right now is certainly carrying a little bit of the responsibility of something that, as you mentioned before, and as Tiger Woods even mentioned, has been around for a long time. I I hope that this doesn't turn into one of those situations as it has before where the tour decides to protect its players from criticism uh, in, in some sort of shielding manner. Do you feel bad for Bryson? Cause no. I, I feel like I, huh? No. Yeah. I don't either. Like when, when you're doing like the, the, you know, the load bearing, what, what is it? What was the phrase that he used? I don't, I don't even remember, but like you're talking all the, when, when you, when your stick is what it is, uh, and no, again, like I go back to the humility thing. Like just, just, just give me something to like work with. When he dropped the friction coefficient of the pin being left in, I think that that was it. <laughs> Terminal velocity. Half this stuff is like not even correct. Apparently, it's just like fancy words that. Oh, there, somebody tweeted this. Did you see this? Uh, he was asked like what the impetus for something was. I can't remember what what the question was, but they said, "What's the impetus for that?" And he said, what? And they said, what's the impetus? And he goes, what does that mean? <laughs> Somebody texted me and said, well, he wasn't an English major. That's for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't know. And people were talking about this on Twitter, but like nobody like people holler about JB Holmes, but not in the same way. And you don't see players like, piling on like they do with Bryson. I think, I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty interesting. President's cup is going to be fascinating. Yeah. I mean, who, who's, who like, do you just bring Kevin on board and say, Hey, you're used to slow play, go play with Bryson. No, I mean like, who do you put with him at this point? Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> By the way, did you uh you probably didn't see this but Rom putting out on 18 today? And uh the, some fan like yelled like while he was putting. Oh no. And he and he clapped back at him like after he made the putt. So what are you what are you doing? He's like yelling at somebody like after he finished his round. And all I could think about was how like he is going to be put in prison during the 2024 Ryder Cup. <laughs> because it's at Beth page and it is going to be psychotic. Like, I don't even know if I want to go to it. It is going to be absolutely. Hold on the, all right. So 2020 is going to be where whistling straights. Okay. And then 22 is Rome. And then 24 is, uh, is Beth page is whistling straights, New York. No, whistling straights is, uh, is Wisconsin, Lake Michigan. Hmm. Okay. And then, but yeah, and then Beth Page. Whistling Straits will be fine. The Wisconsin people are great. Just spotted, what's the beer? Spotted cow, speckled cow. I should probably know that. But um, Beth Page is not going to be great. It's going to be, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a disaster. I'm already terrified of what is going to happen to John Rom during the 24 Ryder Cup. Uh, I'm, I'm not afraid of what's going to happen to my, 
my my big booty Spaniard. He's he's gonna be okay. I'm 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 more terrified about the patrons that he's gonna take out. He's he's got a real he's got a really strong low center of gravity. He doesn't get yeah. tipped over easily. <laughs> Should we talk about the guy who withdrew on Friday? Have you not? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Spotted Cow, by the way. Great beer. I'm going to have some when I go next year. Um, Tiger, WD. Could not possibly care less. Really? Yeah, I'm just like, whatever, man. Like, go, just don't play. Like, why are you, like, what? And this is, uh, I did this on HQ. This is my whole deal is like, what, what, why are you, like, are you going to grind through like four rounds at Medina to like try to get to the, to Eastlake and like sweat your butt off for four days? Like, what, what are you doing? I mean, what's, what's the, and, and he, here's the thing. And we buried this and we did it on purpose and I understand why we did it. But when he won Augusta, we're like, oh, he's going to play forever. He's going to play for 10 more years. And I did it and you did it and everybody did it. And there's just a couple articles that came out during the PGA championship where doctors were interviewed. Tiger himself has said this, like this surgery does not last that long. And you start getting arthritic conditions and you start like there's just the fallout from it is not as pretty as you want it to be, especially when you're swinging the club, a hundred, you know, however many miles an hour, 130 miles an hour. And I just feel like we buried all of that because we wanted to believe that he was going to win four more majors after the masters. But the reality is that it is probably closer to him being not a factor at some of these big time events than him winning more majors. So, uh, second time that he's gotten a shout out. I hope we get to talk to him soon. Sean Martin dropped this one and it is, uh, increasingly sort of where I've landed on the tiger woods conversation. Every day that passes makes what he accomplished that much more impressive. And I don't think that that was Sean's comment. And then as I elaborated on it, uh, later, it was the idea that we just don't have enough perspective now to realize the work that was done from the Valspar to the Open Championship to a 64 on Sunday at the PGA Championship to winning at Eastlake to to finally like cresting all of it with a win at Augusta. Like that that window, I think that that was what we get. Like if you wanted Tiger to come back, if you wanted Tiger back, if you were doing the the funny memes about like where we are on the Tiger back scale, like I think we witnessed it and I don't think that we're going to appreciate sort of all the twists and turns along the way with like a true understanding until we are further separated from it and until we unfortunately do have to go through a lot of these stories and a lot of these conversations, which are the fact that the 43-year-old who's undergone multiple back and neck and knee and everything else procedures, like his body is not going to be able to replicate this in a way where he's going to be able to compete at the highest level uh, in the game of golf in 2019 and 2020. 
But this is like college, right? Like you're in college and you're like, oh, this is the best. I, I love this and I appreciate it and I don't ever want it to end. And then you get out of college and you're like, there's no way that I could have appreciated what I had in college until I'm 10 years down the road. Right? Like perspective, like you can't, you, it's a, you, you, it like by definition, you by, have per, to, by like, definition, you're not going to be able to have perspective. Yeah. Ta- right. Time has to, has to have elapsed. And so with the tiger thing, it, I think we're like, I, I genuinely think everybody's like trying to get their mind wrapped around, like he won the masters and, and it's like impossible to do. And so I totally agree with all of that. And, uh, yeah, I think that, I think that I, the thing I don't want is to like do this, this like song and dance for the next six years. Cause like, that's what we've been doing for the last six, which, which is kind of crazy. Like if that, if that's what happens, that's, that's where we have to thank our Brooks based God. (laughs) (laughs) But No, 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 I'm being serious. Like, like the only way that we can like the reason that the tiger conversation continued is that we didn't have an alpha. Yes, that's fair. And also because he's tiger, but like, think about how crazy it would be if we did the, the injury song and dance for six years, he wins the masters and then we do it for six more years. Like how, how insane would that have been? It was so funny because, uh, I did not know the story about, the storms at Liberty national that kept the gallery from being out on number 10. I woke up on Thursday morning. I was just going to check in. I knew tiger was going off early. I saw that photo of him teeing off on number 10 with no one else around. I didn't think anything was wrong. I was about to send it to you in a text and be like, see tigers normalized. (laughs) I mean, he could be in a wheelchair and there'd be like 50,000 people out there. Oh, maybe, but maybe not. Like, you know, I just, I, th- I think that when, uh, I-, I think that when Tiger suits up, I'm back to where we were not that long ago. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe a couple birdies, probably a couple bogeys. We'll see. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. We have, a, we have this thing where it's everybody at, it just yeah everybody gets worked up about it and we always ask each other oh how do you think tiger's gonna do this week uh okay last thing for me who uh call your shot who wins the fedex cup brooks mm, i'll go patty <laughs> no way if, no way it, feel, it no. feels like it feels like it does so here's the thing yeah, yeah no here's because the, i was in on i was in on the justin thomas theory and i liked what i saw from jt but he just doesn't have that extra gear right now in uh in six of the i think i mentioned this earlier in the week but in six of the last seven seasons one guy has won at least two playoff events and more often than not that guy has also gone on to win the fedex cup feels a little like reed could do that my theory is that uh after this brooks does a decent enough job to uh put himself let's say in the top five like he's like he's number one with the 200 point lead going into event number two of three i think that i i just uh, do you remember at the pga i mean brooks shot a 63 on thursday right and just defended it yeah 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 no that's the way that i've played this out in my head 
Brooks is up there at the start of the tour championship between nine and 11 under, and then he fires a 63 on Thursday and defends it. So he would, he, at the end of Thursday's round, he would be like 18 under yeah. after round one. Yeah. And he says, come oh. and he says, come get me. How, fu- how funny is that going to be? He, <laughs> he, he shoots 63 in round one and he's 18 under. <laughs> and he just says, come get me. And he's just like, all right, cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to go fire three straight seventies and win this. Dude, thing. I, I can't wait until I'm so fired up for the Thursday of the tour championship because of how absurd the scoring is going to be. All right. We're at minute. If, we're, we're at minute 49. It's just fans here. I'm, I'm, if, I'm out on this new format. I mean, I didn't know how I didn't know how I didn't know how I was going to feel. We had a lot of jokes about it. You know, we thought it was kind of funny and cute when it was introduced. We are here in the moment. One playoff event in. I am out. I'm not a fan. It's uh, I I am a fan just because I'm 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 just rooting for the charade of it all. I mean, it, it is. It's hilarious. When they had the on-screen graphic of like what your tour championship score would be based on where you are, no, out. I mean, out. Yeah, it's just gonna. It. I. I think it's. I think it's great because it's gonna be hilarious, and it's almost like it's sort of emblematic of the whole playoffs, right? Of just like it's sort of just this big staged show and like what what better way to end it than with this fake scoring system that affects the tournament who won the uh who won the modified stableford barracuda this year was it colin marikawa yeah marikawa did Yeah. yeah yeah i would rather have barracuda championship scoring just go stableford yeah but you start with like Brooks starts with like eight points or something. No, I mean, oh, I I would rather have Xander Shoffley winning the Tour Championship and uh, Rory winning. Wasn't Rory that won at the FedEx Cup that year? They uh, no, it was JT. They JT. should. They should. I w- I would rather th- have Tiger Woods win the Tour Championship and Justin Rose win the FedEx Cup. I don't care that much about having my East Lake winner be the FedEx Cup winner. They should just. Uh, did you see what Rory said about the the about the new thing? He's like, well, it makes it easier for Steve Sands or something like that, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. You don't have to be there standing there with the whiteboard like yeah, doing yeah. math problems, like you know, down the stretch. But yeah, I, they should just like not even tell us the format and just be like, well, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Cantlay won, and you're like, well, how, like what was the score? Well, well, he just won. Like he just gets the 15 mil. And that was the other thing is we're also <laughs> packaging this new scoring format into like, and it was 10 million and now it's 15 million. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay. What is what does that mean? <laughs> Which again, goes back to my initial prediction that you, I, I, my initial prediction is that Brooks is just going to go drop a 63 on Thursday at East Lake and say, come catch me. Yeah. 18 under after one round. Like, be awesome. like, oh, 
15 million's on the line. Good. I've been in the gym all morning. <laughs> Who do you think's going to win the whole th- the FedEx Cup playoffs? Reed. I think Reed is. Man. And I think I think he's going to uh like buy the Statue of Liberty with his money. He's he's going to buy like Delaware or something. I don't know. The fans up here, they've been so great, you know, just from the entire time, you know, I just, it's, it, it's the first time he's won in 16 months. Yes. And it's also the first time we've gotten a lot of these like on camera post round interviews. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for Patrick Reed to re-answer my life. Yeah, I, I am too. Bryson can exit stage left and, and Reed can re-enter. That'd be, that'd be perfect. Maybe that'll be the podcast headline. Bryson exit stage left. Welcome, Patrick Reed. I love it. Love it. He is Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter at KylePorterCBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks, Chip.